0: Welcome to the Everton Army podcast sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, my name is John, I'm joined by Lee and Shane and special guest today, Harry. Uh, Harry, nice to have you on the show, mate. Yeah,
1: thanks very much for having me, mate. It's good to be here.
0: Good stuff, mate. So uh, Harry on Twitter, is uh, he's a sports writer and content creator for Team Talk and Football 365. Um, he, his tweets are excellent, by the way, he's always bang on the money when it comes to Everton stuff as well. So... Give him a follow. Um, but Harry, you. I'll just start with you, mate, in, in terms of this game today. So I don't know about you, but when I seen the lineup, I, I I knew what was coming straight away. Did did you feel the same?
1: Yeah, and I was just saying before the podcast, like we are at the moment a bottom five Premier League side. I'm just got to be honest about that. That's that's the quality we have in the team at the moment. And Brighton are a very good team, I think. Lampard actually got it right when he set up against City with five at the back, just try and basically defend and play on the counter. Yeah. And it it was just common sense that that's the way you should have set up tonight, but he went with four at the back, brought in Tom Davis, which is in my opinion, never a great idea. Um So yeah, I just think he got it totally wrong. And I think it's probably going to be the final nail in the coffin for him.
0: Yeah, I think so as well, mate. Um, Lee, do you, do you agree with that? Do you think it's uh, it's time off? I mean, for me, it should have been time off after the Bournemouth. You know, put seven passes in, in one week, like. But how do you feel? Do you think it's time to go now?
2: Yeah, I, I think you should say the same about a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, the worrying thing for me is we've seen last season the team capitulated against Tottenham, especially yeah. and Palace away in the cup. But now this is twice this season that this brand new defence from December last year... Well, from mm. January, yeah, it's a brand new back four, and they've done it again twice themselves in the uh, in the space of four games. I know there's been a big gap because of the World Cup, but yeah. you at know, Bournemouth in the league, and then tonight, I mean, it's just it's not good enough. No, I mean, our motto, our motto, is not just for click bait and stuff like that. It actually means something. Yeah, and I think this club needs to people within this club need to realise now. Mm that it just simply isn't good enough. I mean, I've been saying it for months, but I think this might be the straw that breaks the camel's back now. I really
0: yeah. do. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, Shane, Lampard's had 37 games in charge and lost 20. It's, um, it's pretty dire-like, isn't it? How, how do you feel, mate? Because I'm, I'm just trying to talk in general terms here because it, how, how do you even talk about that game? like I suppose we'll come on to little bits of it, but... You know, just how do you feel about Lampard now? Like, where are you? Where are you up to with
3: it? I, I think now, um, I'm, I think it's it's done now. I think, um, yeah. I think it's got to the point now where I think there's ninety. Is it nineteen games after of the season? Yeah. Like you said, I think the you you could seize this. Probably trending and probably happening anyway, and that should have been after the Bournemouth game, and that would have been the sensible thing to do, giving yourself the whole like five six weeks of the World Cup to find yourself a replacement. And uh, we don't tend we don't tend to be a team that when we get a manager in, it's done within a week. Yeah, because of because not being here as well, it's like it's there's like multiple meetings and stuff like that. done. Yeah. Um. The it feels again like it's uh, the point where when we got uh, Sam Allardyce, in, and I feel like that answer for us now is what I think a lot of people don't want to hear or don't want to see is uh, Sean Dice. But then I sit here now though as well. Even though I think that that's probably the better thing to do, and because it's what Lampard should be doing, like the City game and being pragmatic because the position we're in with the players we've got. Yeah, I, I don't see how you sell. I, I don't know. It's, I, I was sitting thinking before. I don't see how you can sell this job now to him. Mm. The yeah. same as, we're sitting here. In the January transfer window, where we should have had people lined up, I don't see how you're selling to any player, even from the Championship, to come to the club. Yeah. You know, Yeah. in the summer, we were looking at that uh, Mohamed Kudus, and uh, that is
1: that seems like years away now. I mean, that yeah. is the point, really, because... The, we have been looking at players, like there's no doubt about it, but yep. nothing's been done about it. And whether that's whether that's Lampard's fault, Fellwell's fault, the board's fault, you you just don't know. Mm. But at the end of the day, we we could have had three quality players through the door for this game tonight. Yeah, and that kind of. Have- Complete and that's just mismanagement. Uh, and I saw it just sums it up like Brighton. You look at Brighton's recruitment over the past five years, it's been amazing. And I saw a stat earlier. Wait, let me just find it one sec. Yeah, uh, Brighton's goal scorers tonight cost a combined 5.6 million. Abdullah Decore earns 6.2 million a year in wages.
0: It's, it's madness, oh. it's <laughs> madness. Like these clubs, as you say, Brighton, Brentford, Fulham. You know, they've gone down, they've come back up and now they've just left us for dust. You know, it's 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 really like when we're sitting here being jealous of the clubs like Brighton, there's something majorly wrong. like Yeah. It's just, um, I mean, okay, well, let's try and break the game down today then. I know we got battered and uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't really care about the penalty, so I'm not even going to mention that. But, Lee, in terms of the defence mate, because when Lampard came in, you know, Paul Clements arrived, Ashley Cole arrived. We thought, okay, we might actually be solid in defence. They'd done that against City and thought and we looked okay. And then we just get battered tonight and, and the defence is all over the place. Patterson should have been hooked after 20 minutes. Um, Cody was shocking and like, what the hell? How would you put it into words? Like, what happened? The
2: tribe <laughs> <laughs> No, um, if you actually. Go back to the start of the season. Apart from the first half against Villa, I think we were very, very solid defensively until the United game. I think that's where yeah. like, we scored early on against United, and mm. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But I mean, no, we only lost two one, but we just invited so much pressure, and we're just we're continuing to do it. Yeah. And we haven't got. It's alright like when. Like against City, we played the five at the back, so you, and you're gonna soak pressure. You're gonna have pressure against it against City. They're just that type of team. I just, I think that's where Lampard went massively wrong tonight. He should mm. have stuck with a back five. Because, yep. Yeah. Brighton aren't Man City, but Brighton play in a very similar way. They like to keep the ball. They play through the lines. They are a very good footballing side. Make no mistake about it. They are very good. Yeah. have mean. They've been playing the same style for a long, long time. This, um, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but he's basically the new manager took over from mm. where Potter left off. Yeah, and I just don't understand it. It's just, I don't know yep. where it's gone wrong because, as I say, me and Shane done the pod against Leeds away. Yeah, that was the first pod that we were on, and we were all three of us, me, Graham, and Shane were saying. Resilience, yeah. That, that was the key word. We we were resilient. At one point, we had the second best defense in the league, didn't we? Yeah. Well, that's that's about um, conceding less goals. And Liverpool went out of the window tonight, didn't
3: they? Lasted <laughs> all of like half a day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Shocking. Oh, um, God. Shane, what
0: t- talk to us about like you know the forwards because Calvert Lewin he seemed to be isolated at, like way too much as usual. Um. You know McNeil, Gray, again the uh, Awohbee, like a Awohbee's, like I'm, I'm a big fan of Awohbee's, but it, I think like he's just since you know the contract talks, he's just gone missing again. Um, there's no creativity going forward. There's nothing like I, I just feel like, well, I don't know how I feel to be honest. I'm just let down, but I'm not even angry anymore. I'm just like it's to be expected now. But try and sum it up, mate, what you saw on the field tonight.
3: Like I, I said before the game, I, I said it to you, and I thought I put it on Twitter as well. I don't understand why when he plays McNeil, why he keeps playing him as an inverted winger to to cut in, just for just for McNeil's sake. Anyway, he bought him from Burnley because he was playing on the left side of a, a midfield, crossing balls into one or two target men. Burnley, we've got Calvert-Lewin up front. He's a target man, like. I get Gray's better coming off the left, cutting in, but it wouldn't hurt having him on the right hand side of this pace and he can cross the ball as well. We've seen him yeah. deliver some dead ball or, you know, so that that's the start, because then if you've got them two trying to cut in on the inside, and then calvert Loons, like, he's not like a, a Harry Kane and stuff like that who, who can create their own chances. He's literally looking like he, he is, and he looks static. Yeah, it's he said about this. I uh, said in the, about the first half, of the City game it just looks like he's jogging around and he's got no job to do. Yeah, um, I think the first my stream went off near the end, but uh, from what I've listened to, other people speaking about it, the first like cross that got put into Calvert Lewin that he won another four that ended up being pointless was about the seventieth minute mark. It's yeah. not good enough, and. Mm-hmm. Before the game, I said we should have stuck at the five-back and Godfrey played too good to be dropped. And then it's yep. like, OK, well, if you're changing the system, then obviously it's Cody and Tarkovsky that stays in. But he went back to a system that lost us the game against Wolves. Yep. The only excuse that you can use for him going back to that formation is that he doesn't want... The fans or whatever don't want to see him playing this pragmatic football because they want to see us try and play football. Mm. And it's at the point where, even before today, it's about getting points now. Yeah, We know we haven't got the players to play football, and you're coming up against the Brighton team who pass the ball and keep possession, and you're not going to be able to compete with that. So it just, yeah. to me, I think, like you say, with this time being up, it just it keeps coming down to tactical decisions. I mean, it took until 4-0 down to bring subs on. Again, yeah. Yeah. another thing we've spoke about in the podcast with the uh, substitutions and changes being made too late and or the wrong ones. Uh, yeah. Again, he's the one of the first subs he brings on twice. Uh, you, you, you're you letting a kid have a run out 4-0 down. Yeah. N- none of the rest of the team looked like the UPS and it was only him that looked like he, he was... Trying to like put himself about. Yeah. Then you bring bring the core on, who we spoke about as well. There was a video put up of him before the city games, just sat on the ball apparently for 10-15 minutes. Mm. Just talks of him wanting to well, there's meant to be a move going for him anyway. Um coming out and going to the likes of Fulham or something like that. So you've you're bring on players like that Sims. You've recalled him from alone, He's match fit, yeah. But you bring you bring Mo Pye on, like mm. it's it's like you said before. You can It's hard to put it into words. You can only say it's what it is, but it just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, it's it's baffling. Like it really is. Um, had he talked to us about the the atmosphere inside the ground, mate, and you know what it felt like.
1: Uh, probably as bad as I can ever remember. Uh, I've probably been going for ten years, but it was we put in bad performances before. But it was the, it was the way, like at the end of the game, we were just kind of like, apart from the sack the board chance and stuff like that, it was like fucking out. Like we we just just like resigned to like almost like apathetic response. It's like this has become the norm, We're just on like a big cycle. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, just on like the tactics and stuff. I think I think three of Brighton's goals today
4: hmm.
1: came down our right-hand side. Yeah. So if we'd have had an extra body to cover for Patterson, who likes to go forward yeah. in that back three, I think we would have dealt with it a lot better. Yeah. And also the midfield, I, 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 don't, like, I don't want to dig into individual players too much, but there, were, there was occasions where Tarkovsky or Cody had the ball at his feet and Tom Davis would, would spin and mm. Run forward as if yeah. he was trying to make a forward run, but it's like you you're you're asking them to play a wonder ball, and you, you, we've just got too many play players that that hiding,
4: that yeah. don't
1: want the ball, that aren't confident, and um, it just it just shows. I think you know we we need at least three players in January at the very least yeah. who can actually sit with the ball in possession. But
0: mm. well, have you been? Because we were saying after you know the Bournemouth game and stuff. Okay, the World Cup's here now, so hopefully, you know, they'll yeah. have to put some things in place. Have you been hearing any uh, rumours and, and things? Uh,
1: I mean, yeah, like like I say, we have been definitely looking at strikers, but it's a lot of the the same names that seem to be getting mentioned over and over again. Um, Ben Britton diaz has been talked about quite yeah. a lot. Um, You know, we definitely do have an interest because we, we, we were inquiring about him last summer. Yep. Yeah. But Blackburn kind of made the decision to say, right, we want to keep him for this season. We don't right. mind if he if he leaves in a free at the end of the season. And I I actually went to watch uh Blackburn the other night. And to be honest, I don't think he's really the right option for us. He yeah. kind of plays in like an inside left hmm. position rather than similar to
0: Richardson, maybe.
1: Yeah, similar, but he's he's a lot he's a lot bigger, he's a lot bulkier, his touch isn't as good. Yeah. Um Yeah, he's definitely got something about him, but he's not someone who's going to save us from a relegation scrap, certainly. Um, There's also this L.E. I I don't know how you pronounce the name, uh, L.E. Wahi, who uh, comes from League Earn. He scored seven in 15 15 games so far this season. Yeah. 19 years old, so that's another player we have registered an interest in, apparently. You've got his Assar as well, but he's gonna cost potentially around thirty million and spurs are also in for him. So mm. yeah, we we do seem to be looking more uh, at uh, abroad uh, at the moment rather than the championship, which I think maybe we should be looking at the championship the top end of the championship, but yeah, um, you, you do wonder if if Lampard does get sacked as expected this week then. Could that change some of the plans? The new manager coming in with a new philosophy. I don't know, um, but yeah. And another and another area we have been looking at is uh, attacking left backs as well, which is a bit of okay. so that suggests to me that Lampard was going to focus on that five at the back formation and try and mm. bring in a more attacking option right. to um, Mikelinko. So there's one guy called Fabiano Parisi from Empoli, who's like a very attacking fullback. Mm. Um, who generally plays in the five of the back. So, strikers and left-backs, I, I think we need more bodies in midfield, though, yeah. even though we've brought in a few uh, in, in the summer, but we need more quality
0: in midfield for me. Yeah, well, we've already lost Alan, and Gomez has gone out on loan, and, you know, Corey may be on the way, so we're just going to yeah. leave ourselves short yet again. Um, yeah. Has anything
3: been said about uh, the, the Coventry striker, the is it Gio Gioca, Yeah, um, it? yeah.
1: He was another one we were definitely in for, but um, their manager has basically come out and said there's no chance he's leaving this January, so mm. it could be something that we look at at the end of the season. But that one's basically reached a dead end, and there are other Premier League teams in for him as well. So unless we table something like something stupid the upwards of twenty million, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So I would I would expect a striker, a, at least one attacker, to be signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in January. Uh, it's just whether those options change because of the manager situation. And I would also expect uh, them to be coming from abroad rather than the championship. One yeah. that I have seen, uh, I don't think it's
3: realistic. The just two probably is uh, is Thorum and uh, is a Koulamani, the one who played in the final for France. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah I haven't seen anything on Koulamani. I know that. I'm sure we are interested in Thurham. I haven't heard anything about it, but I think Bayern Munich are in for him as well. Yeah. And, uh, so, the
0: hard remember. choice that one isn't it, for him, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: relegation battle with Everton uh, I've right, see, yeah.
3: seen, uh, i seen Le- <laughs> Leeds and someone else from the pen were after him because he's got his contacts up at the end of the season, so they only want like ten million for him. But
1: yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they want 13 million for him. Um. So, you know, if you, if you want to move to the Premier League, maybe. Mm. I'm not going to write it off 100%, but uh, I can't really see it, to be honest. I think yeah. Juve
0: and Bayern are the favourites, to be honest, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just seeing Dominic King's tweet here. Um, he, he's just said, um, Clearly, Frank Lampard is under increasing and sustained pressure. No decision will be made tonight on his future, so we will carry on planning for the Manchester United game on Friday. And whatever happens, we'll be down to Farhad Mashiri. Um, Lee, how do you feel about that, mate? Do you think, like, what what are we doing, Like, Just needs to go, well,
2: in my opinion. I mean, it makes sense because, in a way, it's similar to the City game. It's a free hit. But, at the same time, if you are looking at targets and then you are going to sack them, it's exactly like we done last year. We sold Luca Din and then sacked Benitez. Although... I actually think we only sacked Benitez because we got some of the Luka Dinh money in and we couldn't afford to pay him off. That's just my theory on it yeah, because it literally really. happened about four days after. Yeah. Now, that, I'm not saying that's true. That's just my theory on it. Or, hmm. I mean, it's just the whole fucking club's a mess.
3: Just... I think they just see it as the United game as a write-off. I think yeah. they, they'll probably just see it as now that... We, they, like, all the fans as well know that we're in like a relegation scrap so they're not like, like us as fans as well are just seeing it as like this. we're not looking for an FA Cup run now yeah, and it's going to be the same as last season again so I think if, he, if he's to get if they're saying it's not tonight I think it'll probably be uh, the game after
2: hmm. well, I think if Mishiri isn't already in the country and you're there about him like flying in I think that could be curtains for them he hasn't obviously been to Goderson since the I think it was the Arsenal game last year. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, so we'll be just before we talk about like potential managers who, who should be coming in. Um, who who do we think should be picking the manager? Lee, I'll start. I'll start with you, mate. Do you think that should be Thelwell or? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: gotta be. Yeah. Because we spoke about it last week, I think on the pod. Now, yeah. You know the strategic review, whatever the fuck that man, because. <laughs> you know, looked on the football inside, not the boardroom. But yeah, obviously, Thelwell came in after Lampard.
0: Mm.
2: Now, if you're running a football club, like that, that's not how. If you are running with a director of football, that's not how it should be. The director of football should have the final say. He should be the one who picks them. Yeah, obviously, board members can discuss contracts and whatever. Do you know what I mean? But yep. it should be all down to Thelwell if anyone else puts the nose in, then, if I was Tellwell, I'd just go, do you know what, see you later. Because, yeah. you're paying this man good money to do his job. Mm. And as I've said on the, a few pods, the work, the groundwork that he's done on the football side looks good. on paper. Yeah. Mm. So, if he's sorting that side of it out, let, let him pick the manager.
0: Yeah, I'm of the same opinion to be honest. I yeah. do think Tellwell should be picking it. Um, Shane, what about you, mate? Who's your thoughts on uh, who should be choosing the manager? And do you think it should come from the board or what? Like,
3: it should be Thowell. I think you'll know who's picked it by who comes in. Yeah. The the odds on who comes in are the like the, the the shorter odds are around stuff like Martinez, which would be probably a Mercedes signing. Um, and then you've got the likes of like David Moyes who he gets sacked. That's yeah. going to be something that Ken Wright write stuff his nose in. No, um, we're
0: probably stupid enough to pay them compensation just before they get sacked. That's how stupid we are. Like, oh, so,
3: so you, can't, you can't predict that. It, sh- it should be Thalwell because if he's picking the, the, the players and he's the person who's bringing the players in to how we should be playing in the system, as like catering towards the club, then it should be him picking the manager who's best fitted or to the club. And the players, but and not them because I mean it's obviously not worked out with the last five or six of them, whatever the number is of last count now. Um, So
0: I think it it might be more like eight, to be honest, eight or nine. Like it's just just getting beyond the joke, isn't it?
3: Well, it's getting like like waffled and stuff now, and it's like you were saying before about like expectations and results and stuff like that, and and like the institutions and the. I, I hear people do the day talking about like the tra- like even like the training grounds and like the, the youth teams and stuff. It's like we've just completely fell behind,
0: yeah. Everything,
3: and, and it's just it, it's like where we're coming up with fixtures now, where it's like, oh, we should be beating this team and uh, we will get three points off Southampton. It's yeah, it's like we'll, we'll know we're down with them now. So it's like it, it, it's hard to, to fix it in your head to be in like that, yeah. But it's it it, it's a it's a scary reality. Like and only anything that's pushing me towards as well, not getting relegated. As how many games are left? But then it's where you're picking them points up from. Yeah. And if we if we do keep Lampard, how many more games is it? Mm. And if if we bring somebody in, how long has he got? And is he going to end up coming in after January or whatever? And he's not have a chance to bring
0: players in. Mm. Yeah, it, it's. It's just a mess, it really is. Um Harry, what about you, mate? Who, who do you think should be picking it and have you heard anything about uh, you know the odds and who's the favourites if Lampard does go and stuff?
1: Well, yeah, I agree. So well hundred percent. I think it's pretty clear from our last few appointments, as you've said, that um you know, we Ken Wright he doesn't know much about football, does he? Let's be honest. And I don't think Ma does either. Um, I, yeah, the the big favourite according to the odds at the minute is is Wayne Rooney, and um, you know that would be a very Ken Wright like appointment. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. But well, I don't want to get into who I think should be in next, but definitely we should not be looking at uh, Wayne Rooney. I mean, yeah. we should be looking at managers who are ready to deal with a relegation battle because that's that's the situation we're in. It's not a pretty choice. It's not another Carlo Ancelotti, but yeah. The reality is, we're, we're fucked if we bring in another inexperienced manager. Yeah, who you know, being an editor manager at this moment in time with it, with all the financial restrictions and everything is probably the hardest job in the Premier League, if not in yep. Europe. So, you need someone who's got a bit of balls about them, and you, ne- you need someone as well that if someone puts in a bad performance, you, you need someone to. Have a go at someone in the dressing room. Hmm. Can you imagine Frank Lampard having a go at someone? I, I don't know if you could. Could you imagine Roberto Martinez having a go at someone? No.
3: Probably
1: no in your room.
4: So,
3: I think the him. answer to it, the answer to the Lampard one is, is looking at the uh, half time because I don't know what he said to them at half time there today. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's true.
1: And we, yes. Then we come out and concede three in six minutes. So,
0: yeah, it's madness, just complete madness. Um. Some other the news that come out as well during that game, Nathan Patterson suffered a medial ligament injury, so he's going to be out for a number of weeks as well now, Um which is just more good news, isn't it? Lee, what? I mean, it just goes from bad to worse. Like, I just, I, I genuinely, I'm running out of stuff to say here because I, I've just, like, I've gone past the point of anger now and I'm just in, like, complete disbelief. I, I just don't know what to do or say.
2: Yes, well, as a... a... But luckily, Graham's not on the pod because this Wolves, this ex Wolves, he always <laughs> got his work cut out already. Aren't you? <laughs> poor fella's only been in the job for two weeks and in his injury list He's got doubled in size in the last week or so. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel sorry for Patterson. Obviously, you don't want to see people getting injured. And I hope it's not too serious and he's back. He had a poor game today, from what I've seen. I mean, that first goal. I heard so someone said to me, I was actually on the bus on the way home and every one of us on the bus was talking. They were all Everton fans. Mm. And I've never, ever, never been on a bus before where literally everyone's talking <laughs> to each other. Yeah. I mean, there was only 15 of us or something like that. And I said to one of the fellas, I said, I haven't seen it because I've been in work. Mm. So I had a little look and it, it, it almost looks like someone gives me a shout, but then you think, there's no one even around him. It's he's literally in a one-on-one situation. Yeah, he he
0: tries to cut the pass off yeah. like an interceptor, but he just yeah. completely made maybe it that's
2: up. when he did feel his maybe that's when he felt his ligaments or something because he does mm. he does go to go and then he stops and then yeah. before as he goes back to him, it's too late. Then he's gone past him already. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm not even going to talk about the defending after that because. Mm. It was exactly like it was at Palace last year and Tottenham last year.
0: Mm.
2: The funny thing is,
0: Lampard's coming out with quotes saying, you know, I'm very confident in myself that I can turn it around.
2: That's normally the the telling signs that I haven't got much longer left.
3: Uh, You've heard of previous managers before.
0: Yeah, that's straight out of Mike Walker's playbook, that.
3: I mean, it's like weeks weeks ago, him just, him just coming out and saying that he knew we were in a relegation battle. Mm. And we're like, like, I mean, me anyway, personally, I'm sad even if we are, why are you coming out and saying that?
0: Yeah. It's already admitting defeat,
3: isn't it? Yeah. So it's, yeah. We're like, partisan as well. It's like, I think, I mean, the had this, like stinking, and we all, like you said as well, he like, should have been hooked after like 20 minutes, realistically, but. Mm. I mean, Coleman, when he come on against City, he, had a, he plays a blinder for me anyway. He's always the you know, reliable sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've slated him last season for the, when he was playing. Like, he might have been coming to the end, but um, he's changed my mind in that sense.
0: Yeah, he just comes on and does the job, doesn't he? Um. Harry, where where do we go from here, mate? It's just, I think Shane's just cut, cut out there like for a while. We're waiting for him to come back in, but where do we go, mate? And, and what do we like? What do, what would you do for the Man United game, like? Uh,
1: as well, soon as I'm going to the game, I think we should put out a hundred percent strong eleven and try and beat them. <laughs> but we, we should be trying to do that for every game anyway. Hmm. Uh, to be honest, going back to whether Lampard's going to be sacked before it or not, everything I heard pointed to. Basically, he's going to have Brighton and Southampton unless we get absolutely smashed against Brighton. So I'm I'm very very shocked that he's gonna he's going to be given the United game. If I'm being honest, I think it would be a it would almost be a good opportunity for I don't even know who would come in as interim. That's that's a good question, isn't it? Would it be Bainesy? Because all, well, all I've seen, all I've all seen, seen that
0: shout on Twitter yeah, for Bainesy. It's that's not it's for
2: also, me.
1: We've been the last
2: two, haven't we? The last two interim managers, Ferguson and Unsworth, are both gone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if Bainesy comes in for the United game, maybe it'll give us a, the fans a little bit of a buzz or something like that. So, I don't know. Maybe that's something we'll look at. But going forward, um, like I said before, you've got to be looking at managers who can get you out of relegation scrap and. Uh, would would you consider
0: that, Sean Dyche?
1: Yeah, he's 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 the only real candidate for me. Uh, this might not be a popular opinion, but he's been there. He's done it before with Burnley for God knows how many years. Um, and yeah, I think he he's the only one who's available at the minute that mm. I think could get us out. You know, you, you could start looking at outlandish ideas like you can try to get Thomas Tuchel or Pochettino, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. No one's going to come to Everton given the situa- the financial situation we're in mm. uh, and, and with the board. So, uh, And Dyche has spoke highly of Everton in the past as well, so I can see that that yeah. is something that could happen. But I am very worried that um, with the state of our board that we could be looking at a, a, Wayne, Rooney, a Wayne Rooney appointment yeah uh, and, I, and I think that could
0: end up being a disaster to be honest with you. yeah I I kind of think now like whoever comes in even if Lampard stays or we sack him or whatever I, I think it doesn't matter. I think we're genuinely down already. Um, I think the damage has been done and I think you know it's it's the board again again you know we're seeing protests and things now and and campaigns and stuff which is good but I just don't know why it was on pause in the summer. I think full steam. You know, it should have yeah. been full steam ahead in the summer. Um, we're seeing, you know, the nil status now uh, campaign, which was the 27 campaign, and and they're doing a, you know, they're planning a sit-in um for the Southampton game on the 14th of January. Um, so everyone needs to get together for that, in my opinion, and, and just do their bit and just make it like, yeah, yeah, you know, just do everything they can. Um, Lee, what what's your thoughts on on the campaigns mate? and and do you think like? You know, because the campaigns can only go so far, you know what I mean, it, in terms of sitting in, but at what point do fans just like stop going to the game and just stop paying money?
2: Well, if you actually look on, like I am part of the campaign, Um, if you go on the website, it's we've actually got a clock. It's quite, it's quite strange that we've had to put a clock on there of the days that Michelle hasn't answered. And oh, I think yeah. that, the longer that goes on, and obviously if Lampard's still in the job, I think it could get to a point where you look at like the Southampton game or even the Arsenal game, which is on BT, yeah, which is when the sitting was first. That was first planned for the Arsenal game. Mm. I think you could see a lot of people not going, and then McSheary would, because although we clubs don't make a lot of money on gate receipts anymore, it's more obviously merchandise and TV money yeah, and prize money and stuff like that. But, I mean, you'd have to be an absolute fool if, say, we only had an attendance at Arsenal or Southampton of like 25,000. Yeah. I mean, I think it might even get to that point, to be fair, because, I mean, I'm going to try and get a ticket for this Southampton. I actually I actually had this ticket sorted for the Arsenal game. Yeah, and now I'm gonna try and get one for the changed, campaign Because, yeah. as I say, I am part of the campaign, and I want to be there. I want to. I want to show that this board, that it's simply not good enough anymore.
0: Yeah. So. Definitely, mate.
2: I've just to him. I've just seen a tweet here. Totally off topic what we're talking about. Yeah, Adam go for was it. Was listening to that Everton space tonight. The ex left back, who plays for Fulham. Oh right, yeah. He was actually listening in with quite a few people. Anton Powers was as well. Yeah. But yeah, Anthony Robinson was actually listening in.
3: Laughing his arse off, probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet he's glad he got out while he could, fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. He got out
2: job in the good times. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> the good there, times. There's, there's like, there's a lot of, you know,
0: ex-pros ex, ex pros and things, and, you know, even journalists now who are, Still to this point, you know, defending the board, saying, you know, Ken Wright is the soul of everything. I know Oliver Holt is one of them. He, you know, Ken Wright's the soul of the club. There aren't many men left like him in football. I mean, when we're still fighting the media like this, it's it's gonna be incredibly difficult to do anything. So I just You look like, at how you hard it
3: was, sorry, for um for Newcastle. You know, and, and they had uh, they they had the media and stuff like at first were just like saying about like a, he was a good businessman and whatever, and it took so long for it to, to like unfold. And uh, you look at United as well, they they done the whole like the protesting thing, probably didn't do it the right way or it didn't work or whatever. But then it took till now for the Glazers to say that they're selling up or that they're, they're taking investments, yeah. Um, I mean, it was like I only seen it on Twitter because people. Are at the match tweeted the photos out and stuff like that but Ken Wright got off at of 2-0 so
0: yeah he did yeah
3: if, he, if he's the life and soul of the club and he's getting off
0: at of 2-0 mm. oh he knew what was coming yeah he made sure to get out of there like
3: it just a I think he it, it, it would have been pandemonium if he was still there at 4-0 leaving at like, 90 minutes mm. just... maybe he had a train to catch to um sort out another
2: theatre production
0: <laughs> probably <laughs> Probably. I mean, I'm lost for words. Like, I mean, I'm not even bothering to touch on the game much because it, what's the point, like? Um, Harry, do you want to touch on anything else, mate, in, in terms of, you know, try and give us a bit of positivity in terms of... Well, the Something only
1: like... positive thing I can think to say is this: it seems to be a majority of the fans now that uh, seem to realise that the board is the issue. Yeah, and we we need to we need to try and keep up the momentum because, you know, if we can get ten thousand people to sit in after the Southampton game, then that's a massive massive statement. Yeah. Um, but, but the problem with sacking manager is we've got the same people who's going to appoint his replacement. Yeah. So yeah. until we get changed from the top, nothing is going to change. Mm. And yeah, we're looking at all these players, but the finances are a mess and. and you know that's not really Frank Lampard's fault. It's not Fellwell's fault. Yeah, uh, it comes from years of mismanagement. It's simple as that. We've said yep. it. We've said it all before. But if more people start realizing it and, and start joining in with the protest, then that at least is is something that's come out of the fucking horrendous performance we, we've yep. seen
0: tonight. Yeah, that's shocking, mate. Um, Shane, what about you, mate? Do you want to add anything? And just have a little bit of a rant about the board or something because I'm, I'm I, like I said I'm just lost for words I genuinely don't know what to say anymore I think it's
3: at the point where there's that much to say but then it's just we haven't got the the answers ourselves have we I think I mm. think that the sad well, is it sad I don't know because they've done it properly but it, it needs to be done like Newcastle yeah I think you know if, if you get was it the owners coming first then Eddie how was it is, yeah. you, is that how they went about yeah, it because yeah. you can't get I mean it's obviously you can't get rid of them all at the same time but mm. um, and that was probably a uh, you know left field sort of appointments because you'd expect that if the Saudis are coming in they're going to like we, we do. people were talking about Conti getting Mourinho and stuff but then they yeah. went for Eddie Al so and then it's easy they got players playing the like on and Joe Linton and stuff like that and then made what looked like pragmatic signs apart from we got uh, Bruno Guerrero and yeah. looked like a luxury signing and then from what I've read as well they've been told that um, he's been told that if he spends in January it cuts his budget for the summer so he's like the shopping round for what they need mm. rather than splashing again
0: yeah well the thing it's is the Newcastle properly, like, isn't it? it is mate yeah they, they literally they cleaned house you know what I mean everyone went on the board and everything and you know, they brought in, you know, that woman, I can't remember her name. Um, She looks very aggressive. She, she brought her in, you know, <laughs> as the director and, and things are starting to take shape, like, but you don't you don't get to that point without clearing house, like, and clearing the, the the decks, like, you know, and you just can't afford any passengers and this is what we're doing and continue to do now. And even now, like, I don't, I don't even know if Kia Gerabtjian is still involved in some way, you know what I mean? Because we haven't heard anything and I don't know if, like, you know, Mopai was one of his or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I genuinely don't know. Yeah.
3: Um, Usmanov as well. I mean, even though on, on the books and media wise and stuff like that, because of the whole Ukraine thing. Hmm. and it, But with the stuff with Arsenal, the way Mathieu was, it's like you still don't know whether it's just he's just the front for him yeah. as well. But yep. it's...
2: Touching, on, touching on that, apparently the bank that. Bankroll Arsenal that gives them the loans when they go and buy players is in Goldman Sachs, I think. Oh, and yeah. And they actually told the Arsenal board to stay clear of Mashiri and Usmanov. Yeah. When you've got a set of people like that yeah. telling you to stay away from two individuals, that's a red flag. Yeah.
0: Well,
3: of- when Mashiri was at Arsenal as well, he wasn't, I don't think he was allowed anywhere near any football decisions.
0: No, it's true. That's why, Umanov,
2: that's why Machiri sold the shares. That's how he bought Everton. He sold his shares to Usmanov. Yeah. And Usmanov tried to do a full takeover of Arsenal. And yeah. And even the cronkies, as much as they're hated. Mm. Well, I don't think they're as hated now with Arsenal doing well and they have spent money in that. But that's how, that's basically how Machiri got his money to buy Everton. Yeah. They're, they're oh, another
3: they're, example as well of like the. They didn't get, like, the board changed, but then it forced them to do something. Yeah. And it's, it's worked not... out. It seems to be working out for them. So, the thing. I mean, I don't know whether Ken Wright and Mishiri are going to be the same as the Arsenal owners, but...
0: Hmm. It... I, I just can't get over the fact that we're not making a, des- a decision tonight. Like, what? why Why are you not taking any action? I, I don't understand it. We're just sitting um... here...
1: I was absolutely convinced after after I walked out of the ground 15 minutes early that <laughs> this was it. Like, yeah. it, you, there is no coming back to losing four one at home to Brighton. Yeah, I'm sorry, but they're just. As, I wanted it to work out for Lampard. I, I genuinely did, uh, as, as I'm sure we all did. Yeah, but he's 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 just he's not the right man for the job, and um, I think we need to accept the fact that. For the well, for the rest of this season, probably for the next few seasons, we're going to be in and around the bottom of the table uh, if we don't go down this season. So yeah. we we need to bring in a manager who can sustain that and be ready for that battle for the next few years. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Just um, just going back
2: on the um, Newcastle and Everton. I mean, if you look at it, if you were to write a, two different books on how not to run a football club and how to run a football club. Mm. These are two prime examples. Because yeah. what they did when they took over, they went in and, as John said, they cleared house, got rid of everyone. Mm. Well, they were they were in a
0: right mess as well. Like, you know, everyone everyone could see what Mike Ashley was doing.
2: They'd only mm. won one game before yeah. Eddie Howe came in, and I know he started off poor. I don't think he won in his first seven or eight games. Mm. And then, but the key difference was with them, I think, well... Apart from cleaning the boards, they knew Dan Ashworth was coming in. They knew that they were getting their director of the football. Yep. And I'm pretty sure he would have earmarked Eddie Howe as the manager he wanted to work with. Yeah. Because let's face it, I mean, they could have gone out and got Conte, but the position they were in, the but Conte really wanted to go there mm. and ruin his reputation if they did go down. Yeah. So what? But look how different
3: it could have been as well with them going the route that we did where they they were well, it was odd, John, that they were getting Gerard from Rangers when he was saying no. And then they were like right hand and then because Newcastle would not have been where they are now if they had Gerard in charge. Yeah. Like it's something's gotta give, but it's not all gonna come at the same time. But then it's like the only thing that can go first is the manager and like you said it's confusing I, I thought he's got to go once the game finished but I knew that the board wouldn't Yeah, I think the only thing that might have saved them was the City game if mm-hmm. that would have been yeah. like a 5-6 yeah. niler, and then it was a 4-1 today mm. then it's just like it looks 10 times worse but then it's like Harry said there, like there's no coming back from the four-one. It, it's the Everton thing to do that we end up going through the FA Cup and beating New- uh, Man United. <laughs> <laughs> and then get beat six nil by Southampton.
2: Like yeah. Seven, yeah.
0: <laughs> but we just do everything too late. Like you know, we we just well, sitting that's... there waiting, and just it's far too late.
2: It's um, that's the first time Brighton have ever scored four away goals in a top-flight game.
0: Yeah, of course. Everton love to break records, don't
2: we? (laughs) As we said before, Brighton had a very good football inside, but I mean, again, once that third goal went in, why don't you just bring on another centre half? Shut up shop. And I know it's it's all hindsight and that, but I mean, when you can see two goals in the space of like three minutes, but
0: even even some of the decisions this week, like you know, recalling Sims, right, and then you bring on Mopai instead of Sims.
2: Well now we can't he can't go anywhere now Sims can he? So he is with us to because you can't play for three teams in one season. Yeah.
1: And I was, was just gonna him. say sorry, can, can you imagine being Ellis Sims right now? You, you've come you've scored seven goals in, in the championship, some last minute winners for Sunderland. You're up near the top near the top of the table battling for the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And then you come to Everton, you can't even get on the pitch ahead of Neil Mope, who scored one goal in eleven in have yep. 12 games this season.
0: And then we might bring another striker in and he's just... And then we sign anything. another
1: striker and then he's back with the reserves. Yeah. I, I, it it reeks of, you know, I, I hope he does well, but it, it's just like desperation at this point, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I expect us to sign some attackers. I do. Um, for one or two. And, and probably a left back. But... Mm. If we sign a left-back, What do, does
3: that mean we send Venagre back to Swarton?
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's looking like he's going to be going back to Sporting. I, th- I think Sporting wants to recall him, just basically because he's not, play- he's, he's not played any games. Yeah, and Ali yeah. play
2: left-back? Because he's going <laughs> like to be getting recalled as well.
1: Yeah,
0: he's getting sent back. Yeah, he's not getting recalled, he's getting yeah. sent back. Um, yeah, but, but he... he See, I don't. I don't even know what to say. I'm just lost. Like, I'm, it was I'm the genuine.
3: scariest thing for me was that
0: was seeing that Ellis Sims got recalled.
3: Was that to me he just screamed? We've got no one lined up, so we need to bring yeah. them in just in case. And yeah. then we've got three, four. We've got three strikers on the book then, so it's not like we've got like we're lacking um numbers wise or sort of things. Especially we only when you remember, remember what Lampard. Sorry. Especially one. when
2: you remember what Lampard said at the end of the window. When he said, "I don't want like four to five strikers
4: mm. on two
1: mm. books." Yeah. So, the problem is as well, like I'm hearing we're inquiring into all these people, but I've not heard anything about bid uh, bids. And you look, you look at all these teams around us in the table buying buying players. Mm. It's, it's it's just typical evidence isn't it? Yeah. It's just, Always
0: mean, just 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 dangling around doing nothing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's I'm nice the same as to- you, there, Shane. You know, as, as soon as I heard that, you know the. We were going to recall Sims. I was like, okay, well, all right, so what have you been doing during the World Cup? Like, you've had six weeks there to try and bring someone in and then, you know, January the 1st, you should be in the door. Look at Liverpool with Gakpo and they've already got eight yeah. forwards. Do you know what I mean? It's just...
3: Wolves brought Cunha Chelsea brought the forward yeah. and now they've got the centre-back from Monaco lined Yeah. It's it, it's the... It, as well, it's just like, where, where's the money coming from for them? Yeah. Because I didn't even know till before that apparently McNeil's deal is £17 million, Oh, like in is part. It, yeah? mm. That what I seen it once or twice because I didn't believe it the first time. So you know I thought it was only like eight or nine million, but apparently it's seventeen over like, part payments. Well that's mm. why
2: we went for him over in um, Maxwell Corner, because they wanted the full seventeen million apparently up front for him. So he went to West Ham. Yeah. I mean he hasn't done he hasn't done much to be fair either at West Ham, has he? No, but I it's just... not Chelsea, but i got allowed, so... It's just like, it's
3: just cards, though, isn't it? It's like we sell the Charleston, we haven't replaced them. And it's like, okay, so you've got £60 million there to spend. So no, to balance the books. Yeah. Okay, so what have we got to spend on centres? Then when we go to sign players, we're signing them in path payment deals because yeah. we can't afford to pay full fees up front. Then we're not using loan deals, and now I think is it we got one abroad and one in the prem to use. I think still, or yep. it might just be one. Yeah, yeah.
1: two more,
3: two more. We've got, I think. So yeah. that that could be the way that they go with it. Um, but it, there's just no clarity in what we've got in terms so, like what we've got to spend. Hmm. So, and then it's like I say before, it's like you you've got those types of players like the lads from Coventry um, and, and stuff like that and it's like okay we have going to from Championship or Achpon we've been linked with as well I think from Middlesbrough yeah. but are they going to want to leave them clubs aren't we, through the season to come to yeah. us because it's, it's not like it's not like it's... United where people were saying when United were signing players because of how bad they got with Sancho and Varane it's like, why, why would they want to go to United? And then it was like, the, like Ferdinand would come out and he'd say, well, why, Sancho goes there, why would he not want to be the lad who pulls them out? And mm. then he takes them on the title charges into Champions League places. It's like, you can't come into play like that with us because it's going to be like, okay, so you're, you're going to come in, you're going to drag us out to the relegation battle and then they're probably going to be the next thing next season. Yeah. Because oh. the manager we've just brought in after Lampard, which is... Probably going to be, I think Dice. He's getting he's getting hired because we need someone who can avoid relegation.
0: So, who didn't end up avoiding relegation eventually? Like it's still caught up to him, oh, like.
2: like a cat got nine lives. <laughs>
0: um, Kevin doing... Campbell, Kevin Campbell, sorry mate. He's just he put out today. Uh, Evan's sacking of managers year in year out. Has finally caught up with them. The border at the forefront of it, so he, he's another one that's like blacklisted, like big nerve. <laughs> I mean, just, just saying that how it is, isn't he? But he's he's spot on. Um,
1: yeah, he
2: is. I was just gonna to touch on him. Um, yeah. I can't remember now because my head's have fucking up my ass. <laughs> um, no, just that's where I do feel sorry for Lampard to a degree, because you look at the signs he made, like you can clearly tell there's no money in the team, in the mm. in the in the club. Because you could brought Cody on loan, brilliant signing. I know both him and Tarkovsky had a stinker tonight. Mm. But he, Tarkovsky was on a free. O'Nana was a very well-structured deal. From yeah. what I've heard is that it was obviously a low three up front. But then, you and he is one for the future. I mean, I don't think he should be playing as many games as he, sh- as he has been. But, due to obviously Alan and Gomez leaving. Mm. Davies getting into the he It's just a case of he needs to play. I wouldn't be. I
3: wouldn't be surprised if O'Nana's gone in the summer. Looking at mm. us now, I don't understand how we got him. I know it yeah. was only meant to be. I think West Ham that was in for him as well. But it's like you're looking at a player like him, even though he's based on potential. It's like he looks like uh, a lot of people have slated him, but he looks like a class above the rest. And uh, like
2: in that team, to me
0: anyway. Hmm. (coughs) Yeah, but even that, like, you know, we're bringing... The last
2: two signings, the Mopai and McNeil, and I've said it, I've said it for a few times, I've said it on Twitter, on this pod as well. I do not think in a million years, if we had a bit of money, that Frank Lampard or Fellwell would be making them signings. Yeah. That just stinks of they are fifth, sixth choice signings down the list of yep. time no. that we have, we have for their uh, positions.
1: And like I said, when I, I put out a tweet a few weeks ago, like Thelwell's A-list was pretty mm. good. He yep. was looking at the likes of Mudrick, Kudos, like you said. Yeah, uh, Almiron before he started scoring those goals, Trossard. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like if he had the right amount of money to do his job properly, then he'd do a great job. But like I yep. say, this season we're looking at under 10 million to sign this big striker
4: hmm. that
1: is gonna save us from relegation and uh yeah it's very worrying uh we've got the loans as well but it's, it's it's such a massive a massive task and we all said after the, the palace game last season like great but never again but yeah. we are we are very much very much here again and it feels yeah. all in fact, worse it's worse in
0: last season because we haven't got Richarlison
1: yeah, yeah, we don't have Allison. We're already what are we six, seven points worse off now. Yeah, than we were at this time last season. Yeah, um,
0: it's scary. So, yeah. Really, <laughs> there's,
3: not, there's not even a certainty that we keep either. Yeah,
0: it's true. Yeah, he's I was another one
2: left as well. Mm, I would not yes. be if I was him. I would not blame him whatsoever if he goes in this window. I really wouldn't. No. Yeah, no. I thank him for what he's done for us. Yeah. He was a major part of us staying up last year. Oh, yeah, big good luck, mate. Go mm. to a bigger club. Well, yeah, go to a bigger club who's got clearly a lot more yeah. clout than us at the minute and mm. go and smash it. Yeah. I think if yeah,
3: he goes as well. He's probably the last player that, me personally, I've got like a not an attachment, but to you know, it's just a player um, that you like and he's yeah. a goalkeeper. Mm. like, Because it was Richardson and then he, he's gone. There's not one player. I heard someone saying before, but in like a after a reaction to after the game, that they're not even like fuming at the game because they're not really that asked about the players that are playing on the pitch because they know that they're not asked. So it's like, why, like, how can you be bothered about it? Mm. So yeah. if Pickford goes. It's like you just Pickford goes. You got Begovic in goal, and then you have got them field. So it's just like, yeah.
0: <laughs> It's depressing me I, I I genuinely think that you know, not to sound doom and gloom and everything, but I, I do think we're down this season. Um because how do you you know, we escaped last season, I don't think you escaped twice in the run. j it'll catch up and it and it looks like it has caught up and you know, by the time we take any action or the board does anything or the protest, you know, gets the reaction out of them, I think it'll be far too late by then. Um so I So you
3: look at it as well, the the yeah. um the league's a lot stronger this year.
0: It is, yeah.
3: So, it's like, and like Harry said before, you've got to look at where bottom five were teams in the league. We didn't look at it like that last season. It was just an unfortunate thing that slipped into and it was like Rafa's fault and whatever. Yeah. It's a stronger league, but worst points off than last season. Mm. Um, and then it's like, you know, the other things I don't like to say, like you said before and the pod, like, Before it was all like before it was Lampard out, it was like you said about him not having a a plan. There still doesn't look like there is one a year later, and he's had a year with these players, even without them, without any more that he brings in. Yeah.
4: Um,
3: And the only thing, and we had that saying that we we won't is because the amount of games that are left with the World Cup break, but Mm -hmm. everything else goes against
0: it. Yeah. All all I'm praying and hoping and praying is, is that, you know, we, if Lampard does go, we bring in a manager who kind of papers over the cracks, like a, you know, in Moyes style, just for a little bit until we get the board out. That's literally the best situation that I can think
2: of right now. I think if you're looking at it as well, I mean everyone, even as well Harry said, everyone's pointing at Sean <laughs> Dice. Because I don't yeah. think as much as I wouldn't right now I wouldn't mind Allardyce Dice. And mm. it hates me saying that. But I don't think he'd come because he knows he's only going to get like an 18 month contract. And I think yeah. he did say when he left. Well, I think he said when Ferguson had the job for a few weeks mm. that he'd come back and help him because he liked Ferguson. Yeah. But I can't see him coming back to Everton unless he gets like a three and a half year deal. Mm. And I, I don't think the board are going to offer or are going to offer him that. So Everton points to if Lampard does get sacked. Mm. That it's going to be Sean Dice. You don't have to pay yep. any compensation to a club because he's not at a club. Yeah. So um I think now it's got to the point it needs to happen. So we're not in a situation like we were last year where Lampard came in and basically signed Donny van der Beek and Deli Alley in the last 48 hours of the window. If that yep. I think with the last 24 hours he signed them. Yeah. So if they're going to do it, they need to do it within the next week for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Shane, how would you feel about uh, Sean Dice if he was to come in? Uh, I,
3: f- from what I've seen on podcasts and things he's done, he's a likable fella. Um, and like the lads have said, it's all, all fingers are pointing towards him. Then you don't know whether it's if it's like an Eddie out situation, whether like he, he stabilises everything, and then when he gets given money, like he he does something with it. He's never yeah. really had it at Burnley. Hmm. Um, like he, he and he he's outly spoken about stuff about Burnley, about like not getting backed by the, the, the board and stuff and doing what he could with what he had and that and that's essentially what he's gonna to have to do if he comes in. Yeah. Um I know probably eighty, ninety percent of what I've seen on Twitter, even though that's a small scope for Everton fans anyway, is they don't want him. Yeah. But then the the question is who do you bring in? Hmm. I don't think right now you can take the risk on someone like the the other names that I've probably been mentioned, the the likes of like uh, Galado and stuff like that. Hmm.
0: I that, think that, about, that would have been my option, like Galado.
3: Yeah, I I, I, don't I just he's don't he's think come come those. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think he comes, and then I don't think anything like that will happen until the board changes. But hmm. likes of like people saying to and Pochettino, don't think until the the slate, the slate is wiped clean. And then it's like money's injected in, yeah. and it's like yeah, you've got a clean slate. Get rid of who you want is hundred million, or 150, fifty, however it works. Whether you can get it, yeah. Um, one thing that's just popped into the other scene earlier. I was going to ask Harry, you'll know more about it. I've seen someone say before or questioned that um that financial fair play doesn't um come towards players under the age of twenty one.
0: Is that right? I don't know. Harry, do you want to...
1: Yeah,
0: uh... <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not really
1: sure. I, I, I would have assumed it did do, but I might, I might be wrong. I'll try and find out for you. Yeah,
3: yeah. I just seen on Twitter. It might just have been a flight, like a flight, like off the show, off the cuff tweet or something. But I, yeah. I, it was in. I just thought of a like, Otherwise, yeah. it might look like that we're signing everyone's players. <laughs> I think we're just saying as well, like before with like um like the the, the and uh, McNeil Sands not being lampards, I think if he had it his way, well, it would have been that we got Brozier in on loan and not Gallagher on loan or mm. both Tulasic on loan or something like that, like those type yeah. of players he's worked with before. Um yeah.
1: And I think that definitely somewhat... would have been a better option, wouldn't it? Looking at it now, let's be honest.
4: Yeah. yeah
3: and like me me and John were saying as well about it, it was put out or whether it's been made public as well. But apparently, they, they'll listen to offers for Loftus Chief and Kante, not Kante, Jorginho. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Jorginho's contract is up at the end of the summer. Uh, Newcastle were considering going for him, but I think his wages are like 130k a week. Right. So it feels like one we should be staying away from. Mm. Uh, another interesting one that's just come back to me is that um apparently Villa are after De La Feu. Yeah.
4: So I they're trying to get him
1: in January. So there's been rumors maybe we'll try and get involved with that, but mm.
4: again,
1: it depends on their transfer fees and wages, etc. Um, yeah. But like I said, if we're gonna we're gonna try and bring in a striker. Uh, whether that's with Lampard or not it's just it's going to mean it's going to be in the 10 million to 15 million pound region yeah it's whether we can get the right person in who's going to be able to keep us up because we're going to at the end of the day what whatever strike we bring in there's going to be huge pressure Mm. and um, he's going to have to score 10 goals and that's the only way we stay up. For me, we get someone who can actually score some goals, or Calvert yeah. lewis magically reappears. I, I don't know, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's really tight at the minute. But
0: mm.
1: we're definitely looking at players, but it's it's just really difficult to get them over the line.
0: Yeah, it is. It's 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 just like, I mean, to be fair, like Delafio, I love De loved I absolutely love yeah. him. I just don't yeah. think like if you had the, if if you if you were him. You know when you said do you want to go back to Everton or work under Unai Emery, who's on the off with Villa. Yeah, I know exactly. what I'd choose. Do you know what I mean?
2: Um, isn't he quite in problem now, though. He's been he's had a lot of injuries, isn't he? And let's face it, fit right, right in. Wouldn't be coming to if he's got injuries. Yeah, fit right yeah, in.
1: So he, yeah, and when he used to play for us as well, I seem to remember he used to come off after like sixty-five minutes every single game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, cool. I did used yeah. to like him though. He's got a no, great I goal against
2: He's got that um, he's got that surprise element, hasn't he? You don't know, yeah. Because like, he can go either side, he can go off either foot. Mm. So yeah. you can play him month off, off either off either side as well. To be fair, yeah. Or, and
3: i felt like that as bad as he was. I still liked seeing him start because he he was just like an like an excited exciting type player sort thing. Plays yeah. the same now, yeah. Like, like. But it feels like Everton have become like a rumour mill, the way United used to, or still are. Mm. Just mm. names just get through out there that it's like, oh, we're interested. I think someone tweeted out as well saying that's always uh, interested, and quiet or whatever. It's never like yeah, yeah, we're not getting we're not
2: getting linked
3: with World Cup winners like United were though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just... Yeah. Um, how do you how do you feel about because we've we've seen recently you know Chelsea spending another 120 million on a on a player so that's like 400 million in the last two windows alone you know plus the Lukaku for 100 million stuff like that it you know we know there's different rules for different teams but when do you feel like Everton or you know how how about how did he go about I mean I don't even know what I'm asking but I just I'm just genuinely pissed yeah. off like, do you, know, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, just, it just seems a bit of a mess, like the whole... It seems like when,
1: when we were under Moyes, right, we had to sell a big player every year to be able to bring in new players. Then we had a period of like four years where we could spend basically whatever we wanted. Uh, and now because of that, we are now back into the situation where unless we sell a big player every year, we're not going to be able to add any reinforcements to the squad yeah. at all. And I think this year it's, it's probably going to be Pickford, I think Pickford will either leave. I don't think he's going to leave in January. I think he's probably going to leave at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and then maybe that'll have to fund the uh, promotion charge in the, uh, in the championship or, <laughs> or, uh, or finally a bit, bit more of a rebuild of the squad. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is ridiculous, isn't it? How Chelsea seem to be able to spend, like you say, 400 million every couple of years.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, and then, and then, and then the media know, don't even bat an eyelid with it either, they just they just let it slide no, completely. There's
3: revenue and stuff come down to it though, as well. Yeah, like, massively, big
2: them and massive like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah like us,
3: them and United and Liverpool and that'll have like Barcelona as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, it's just, it's, it's like they it looks like they were going to fold and then they go out and they sound like Ferran Torres and Aubameyang and all that. So,
2: they still my fault to be fair.
3: I'd love for it to
0: happen I would I'd love it Um, but I don't think um,
3: after Pickford we've got any more big players to sell apart from maybe mm -hmm. Onana no yeah I was
1: was thinking the same you think a player is is anyone other than Pickford worth over 20 million Onana maybe Patterson Patterson maybe possibly just because of the potential side yeah
2: Hmm.
1: um
3: Calvin, lewin you might have when Newcastle and Arsenal were interested in him but he's, he's, he's too injury prone now for them to pick I think he'll end up like a uh, Callum Wilson sort of mm. Daniel Sturridge yeah if Calvin yeah. Pel- 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 lewin stays for the rest of the season and scores a few goals
2: maybe but I just mm. can't see that
1: happening
0: no. to be honest with you no it's uh, it's depressing well, Gordon
3: sorry Gordon Gordon yeah Gordon well. yeah, Gordon, yeah been 60 mil Hmm. Is there anything else about that as well? Because I've seen that Spurs is, is a football director or whatever said that he still really likes him.
1: Yeah. The I've forgotten what his name. Fabio Paratici. Yeah, he is a big fan of him, and they definitely were inquiring uh, for Gordon in the summer. Yeah. As were Chelsea, but an offer of sixty million never came in. Like that. That. That never happened. Um. But um, most likely outgoings this January are uh, one of the three centre-backs, Mina, Keane or Holgate. I would suggest that Keen is by far the most likely. I think yeah. West, West Ham might end up signing him mm. uh, and, and Decoré as well. well re-
0: realistically, him, uh, how much would you think we'd get for Keane, Like realistically? <sighs> Maybe 5 million?
1: <laughs> yeah. We, again, we're looking under 10 million. It's going to be like, yeah five, six million, potentially. Yeah. Um, but I think we, we need to take a, anything we can get at the minute. And if we can sell Decoray for 10 million, if we can sell Keen for 5 million, and get like 200 grand off the wage books. Yeah. Then that, that could potentially make a difference. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I say,
0: it, d- uh, it doesn't seem like this is another thing that's, that's just died about the club is the scouting network. Like, we yeah. lost um we lost Steinsen a couple of years back and and it, and it showed massively because we just don't seem to have a clue in terms of like trying to find and even all the players that were linked with they're not like even Brighton you know Brentford they've got these brilliant brilliant models and they, they've got excellent yeah. scouts even that like we used to be good at that and it's just gone yeah. I
1: know and now we're looking at United rejects every year we're looking at Antoneil Langers and. Yeah, players that have scored four goals in 40 games, and uh, just yeah, and you can't underestimate the uh, the level of interference from from agents, machiri. Um, that fella, what, what I've forgotten his name, what's that big agent's name that gets involved in all the Keir De yeah, that that guy. Gazi,
3: yeah,
1: the Ghazi one. So
2: yeah. he signed up as well, apparently. That was a warby's agent, was oh,
3: it? Right? Yeah.
2: I think so, yeah. That was the first, I think that was one of the first dealings he had with Everton.
0: Hmm.
1: So, the basic point is, the players that we look at are dictated by by Felwell more so now, but have been by Mashiri in the past, yeah. which has basically led to the fuck situation that we're in now. Hmm. I feel like the last player that
3: we pro- like scouted that was off the cup source thing was that Onyokura. Who didn't yeah. end up getting a work permit?
0: Didn't even play, yeah. Mm.
3: And then it was he, like I sent used the article about today um, a a player I've heard about, and it's Newcastle apparently for Varela from Boca, the yeah. the midfielder. Like mm. it's like there's so many players out in Argentina and in Mexico and even like America as well. Like uh, we have yeah. got the America, we got the American lads. Involved with the pod who were who, who saying all the time, like there's so many young lads, yeah. Um, and it's just, and you, it's like you say, Brighton are picking them players up, and like the, the, the uh,
0: yep. Shane's gone again there, but be, he's just, absolutely right.
2: Like, yeah, go on, Lee. Just to touch on what Shane was saying there, Brighton and Brentford are basically the Benfica and Porto of English football, yeah. They pick true. up these talents from. Seemingly nowhere. and yep. obviously they improved them for a while and then they moved them on for massive money and then reinvest yep. that again. Yeah. I mean so, you only have to look at this Enzo Fernandez. Hmm. I mean, what did he pay yep. ten million? Something like that. Six yeah. months ago and they're looking on selling them to Chelsea for hundred and twenty.
0: Yeah. Like like I said, mate, you know, when we're looking at Brighton and Brentford and teams like that who doing football the right way and we're jealous of that. It's something's gone wrong. Like it's massively, massively well, wrong
2: like I said it on a pod a few weeks ago and I don't actually know I'd have to look into it, but I'm pretty sure the likes of Brighton and well definitely Brentford were thinking League One when McSheary took over. Yeah. And now they are miles ahead of us. Yeah. And time. Brighton was struggling to stay in the championship, I think. Yeah. And now they're miles ahead of us.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's worrying like it really is. Um yeah, we'll just kinda of leave it there for now and just see what happens in the in the next couple of weeks and, and what happens with Lampard. Um Harry, thank you so much again, mate, for coming on. Sorry, and, just we a quick it. one as well. Oh, yeah, on, we are
2: mate. the um the campaign are now openly inviting anyone to join because I mean we're not a we're not a close shop anyway. Mm. But it's getting to the point now. I think these two, this campaign that we're trying to do. I don't know how the process went tonight. Yeah. Um. But we are joining up with them. Um. So if anyone wants to, anyone who listens to this wants to join. Yeah. Um. Just get in touch with the Twitter account or the email, or they'll go on the website. Yeah. And um, because this is, this is our football club. It isn't mm. Bill Kenwright's. I know she yeah. owns the football club but this is the fans football is not as we heard Jordan all them lockdowns football is not without fans yeah the true. football club theoretically belongs to Everton fans yeah and it's time we show this board that enough is enough
0: yeah spot on That's mate right. yeah. yeah go to uh, nsnow.co.uk for more information on the campaign Um, yeah guys thank you so much uh, it's I know it's been another miserable one, it seems like the norm these days, but what can you do, yeah. mate? Um <laughs> Shane, Lee, thanks a lot. Harry, again. Thanks, thank so. you so much for your time, mate. Yeah. And, um,
1: thanks for having me on. Cheers, yeah. no nice problem, one, mate. We'll no
0: problem. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot. Now it's time for a quick word about our sponsor Manscaped. Big thank you to the guys over at manscaped.com for sending some products for us to check out. Manscaped are the best in the business when it comes to men's below the waist grooming products. I can tell you from my own personal experience I've used it on my beard actually and I'm blown away by how cool and how good this Lomo 4.0 is. You really do make precision engineered tools for your family jewels. and. It basically looks like an F117 stealth bomber for your balls, it looks that good and comes with its own little wireless charging stand which looks like something batman would use. So yeah, it's pretty sick. The performance package 4.0 has arrived and it's a game changer. Inside you'll find a Lomo 4.0, trimmer, the weed whacker for your ears and nose, crop reserve ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxes and the travel bag to hold all that good stuff. The ball deodorant especially guys is an absolute game changer by the way, you need it trust me. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the future of grooming and it's waterproof. Their 4th generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. The performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacking nose and and ear trimmer. And the weed buckets is also waterproof and also has Manscaped skin safe technology as well which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in 2 free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped box, Boxes and Travel Bag. It's time to take care of yourself, so join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EAW20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
3: Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army Podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family.
1: And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching for at E-A-W Podcast. And if you have anything
3: else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at
4: eawpodcast at gmail.com